millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Connor Explains. My name's Dan. Hello, my name's Mark. This is where we put our most curious mind on the job of investigating something, something huge, a massive concept, boiling it down into a nice sweet package for you to feast on, get Mm. curious with. As I said the other week, nom 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 nom, give me all that knowledge. I know know you're hungry, Mark, settle down, it's only going to be 20 minutes or so. Here we go. What's Connor explaining for us today? Mark, never do that again, Tar. Uh, video game evolution. Okay. Uh, like a like an extensive amount of history. Where are we starting this history? Oh, well, this is... this is. The... Oh, Jay, come on! Come on, we've only just started. This was a hard one. We've only just started. <sighs> this was a hard one. This was a hard one. There's lots. Um, so, history of video games. It kicked off in 1950s and the 1960s, uh, which I thought was a lot earlier than I imagined, actually. I thought it would be later than that. But 1950s, 1960s, as computer scientists began designing simple games and simulations um, on mainframe computers with MIT's Space War. Uh, and in 1962, as one of the first such games to be played with a video display, there was your first video game, MIT's Space War. Was that just a bit like uh, Space, Space Invaders? Pretty much. It was that. It was that kind of concept. Obviously, video games back then, you're not you're not looking at video. Their their version of video games is more computer based, as opposed to Playstations and consoles and Xboxes. Video games for them was computer based games. So. I don't think... You mean the PS1 didn't come out in the 1950s? Well, you know, I think... No, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the Dreamcast before then. Yeah, it wasn't really rolling out. Um, but yeah, so video games have been around for decades, longer than you maybe would have imagined. I was definitely shocked by 50s and 60s. I was like, no way, that's early. Yeah, that is, that is surprising because I know my parents would play a game called Pong and that yeah. would have been in the 70s. So that was that there was a, a higher, a better game around before that it is quite surprising. Is, Whoa, what are you saying about Pong? That's a good point. Where's Ping? What comes next after the MIT Space War game? Uh, Yes, they've involved significantly uh, from the early days of the old computer games. And some of the first versions of kind of what we imagine to be 
video games in this day and age was from Nintendo. And Atari, which I'd never heard of before. Do you know Atari? Have you heard of them before? Yeah. yeah. I know Atari. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd never heard of them before. I can't remember what the Atari console was called, but I know it was it was quite a famous thing when the, when the SNES was around. Yeah, so obviously yeah. as technology continues to improve, so do the video games. Bit of a sort of uh, understanding for you as to how they base, you know, making video games. Apparently, as the world has got more up-to-date with technology, people are demanding less from video games when it actually comes to the enjoyment and more they want the real, the realistic side of it. So way back in the day, you'd play like your Marios, your Lemmings, your Zeldas, real adventure, big, big map games, you know, that take a very, very long while to complete. We're now in a world where people don't really want the games like that as much anymore. They're not in demand. They want the game of FIFA, which is 20 minutes long and then it's over, but the real, like, realistic aspects of it. So how, how do video games improve so, game on game, console on console? So obviously as the consoles progress, the games have to progress with it. So a lot of that to put into a term that I understood was like going from HD to 4K to 8K, VR. It's meeting kind of... In a way, which I think is quite mental, I was reading an article from a guy who works in game development. He said, you have to keep up with the development of technology that you're actually sometimes completely unaware of. So what PlayStation are up to, Xbox, Nintendo, VR, you know, what they're creating, sometimes you're not in the loop with all of that. They may make a new technical discovery and all of a sudden you need to be like, well, we need to adapt this game to to kind of fit that that new thing in the world that people are going to love. So before we start just chatting about games... Uh, we've had the Atari, then what happened? So, yeah, the, so the, fir- the first actual games console that people remember was the, the Nintendo. The Nintendo 64, I believe, was like the first... They had the, 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 no, the Super Nintendo was before that, so they had the SNES before that. Super that, that Nintendo. Like Nintendo were like the first type of people to create this idea of a console that was for gaming as opposed to computers having a game inside them. Sure. So that, that, that was it. So Super Nintendo, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the video game industry uh, had a few notable milestones, they say. Uh, in the late 1970s and the early 1980s, including the release of Space Invaders, the arcade game, which came in 1978, uh, the launch of Activision, uh, the first third-party game developer. Activision used to do Call of Duty. That might be where you recognise it from, uh, which developed software without making consoles or arcade cabinets. And that was in 1979. The thing that blew my mind with this Connor Explains was this is so early than what I had in my mind. I... I 79, I I thought it was a lot later than that. Are things in colour at this point, Connor, in your brain? Are the colours a bit brighter back then, today? Bit, bit dull, you know what I'm like back in the day. Colours aren't as vibrant, you know? Mm. It's because game engines weren't as good, so, you know, dull colours only. There exactly. you go, it was only in 78, 78p. But yeah, so the, sort of the 1970s, 1980s was when they were, these game developers were, were being born, Activision being one. You know, Activision don't make consoles, they don't make computers, they make games. And a few of them started to be born in the early to late 70s. 70s done. We're into the 90s. We had a bit of 80s as well. So take us through the back end of the 80s into the 90s, which is when I first remember... Uh, consoles really becoming a thing that people could afford and people could play in their homes. Yeah, well, this was, this was of course, when you start to get into the world of PlayStations. We're going to kind of skip most of the 80s because the 80s was still roundabout with Nintendo. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll ditch that. We're getting into the fun stuff now. This is when you got your likes of your Nintendo 64s. You've got your GameCubes. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the GameCubes. I know that you definitely both do because you probably played them. But GameCubes, you had your PlayStation 1s. Uh, 
you know, your Xboxes. I think Xbox was slightly after the PlayStation. I think Sony PlayStation was before that. But yeah, so it was kind of mid mid uh, mid nineties into the early noughties that you really started to see this. You know, wow, you know, this is a, this is a whole whole thing now. So from my memory, it went when you're getting into PlayStation Xbox, which are kind of the main things at the moment. You had PlayStation, PlayStation. Then you had the PS One, which was kind of the smaller version. Then right before they brought out the PS Two, Xbox brought out the Xbox. And then you had the Xbox 360 around at the same time as the PS3. Mm. That 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 was kind of the stepping stones. What was your first console, Connor? You're a bit younger than us, so I bet it was. Yeah. So my my first console, I used to play the Nintendo 64, which was my mum's. My first console that I got bought was the GameCube, and then I was PlayStation One all the way through. I never had Xbox. You were a GameCube kid. Yeah, I loved GameCube. I used to play oh, um, nerds, mate. on on GameCube. I used to play the James Bond game they had on GameCube. It was great, and there was always oh, this yeah. final mission that was so hard I remember it I literally remember looking at it and it was a great big wall and there was all people sniping off of it it was one of the hardest games um, but I actually fired up my GameCube during lockdown by the way uh, on my TV and it was just mental how how bad those graphics are but still so so good I think that's the thing that's changed most about it hasn't it because like you look at someone like Mario who's been around for years and 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 years, 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 years. James Bond games have been around and you've got the new one that comes out every time the movie comes out. And you look at the you look at the first one or you put on a GameCube compared to your PS4 now. And the realism that you see now and then you look back and you're like, "Oh, that bloke is literally made up of cubes." Yeah. Like that's the squarest face yeah. you'll ever see. And Lara Croft with her very triangle boobs in Tomb Raider. Like it was just very much straight shapes, nothing else. I That's what we do. There is a compu- there is a there is a, a rule in computing. I don't know what it is, but it's that the computing's capacity like doubles every so often, like within a very short amount of time. So, if you were to imagine the curve, I mean, it really is exponential at this point. Like yeah. the, the rate of development. What was your first um, uh, uh, game console, by the way, Mark? Was it a vending machine? Uh, thank you very much. Mine was the PS2. Ah, PS2. I had a PlayStation One. And then I did would not get bought a PS2 for a while because my dad said it was too expensive. Yeah. And then See, I, I, I used to use computer, and then I, I remember you sitting there playing FIFA '98 on the computer, and then PS2 was the first console I got. It, it wouldn't surprise me if you're the type of person that's built their own computer. No, I'm not. I don't understand most of that. So oh, I once had a PSP. Had the PlayStation Portable. Yep. Remember that? PSPs were good. Uh, and then, then you had all your Nintendos, like your Nintendo Colors. You had your Nintendo... The Game Boys. I was never allowed a Game Boy. No, your Game Boys. Um, but the like, DS, the flip one. DS, DS flip one with your little with your little pen you used to get out and you used to talk to your mates on it, uh, on the little Picto chat thing. Um, but a few little things around about the video game world that I thought you might find quite interesting that I wanted to share... Um, so yeah, it's evolved massively over the years, obviously. Text-based games, way back when, worked around the limited RAM, which is a random access memory. RAM. So in early computers, where they focused on story and setting the expensive graphics, the earliest adventure video games were, in a sense, not video at all. Uh, there weren't actual video games. They were just called video games but the technology behind it wasn't a video that you're playing as such um a few things as well that i found out which was really interesting 
obviously video games have developed massively over the years, but in a way now are going, which you two will know about and loads of listeners, they're going back, but also forward. It's a really confusing market right now because everybody's fashion now to be with the retro gaming. You see it, don't you? Everyone wants to be the retro gamers and have the retro stuff. They want it to look retro. So a lot of video games are having to take old versions of the games but make them modern because it's kind of like a fashion trend now. It's it's part of it. Switch are a perfect example of that. It's also easy because they don't have to have new ideas. Like It's kind of no. win-win all round, isn't it? Also, exactly. it's kind of like when S-Cop 7 go back on tour. You kind of go, oh my God, I used to love them as a kid. I'm going to get that. If like they bring out an old game, just remastered, you go, oh my God, I used to love that. I'm going to buy that. Fun fact. Easy fun fact, marketing. Fun fact for you. Saw S Club uh, about a month and a half ago. Um, Scott from Five, who listens. Hello, mate. How many are left? Uh, two. Two. S Club two. So, two. I saw S Club three. Two. Oh, I saw um, S Club three once. Yeah. I, think, I think at two you'd be like, maybe not. But anyway, so yeah, all of the video games now, they're taking the old ideas, making them new again, like Nintendo Switch. Perfect example. You've got the Super Mario on there, which is, they, they literally have an original thing that you can buy on Nintendo store. It's called Original Nintendo Arcade. And it's all the old games in the same megapixel, all of it, just compatible on the Switch. And it's one of their most downloaded games. Like people love the old school gaming. And this links in with the fact that video games have progressed in a funny way as well because all of the big video geeks and all of the ones that love it, all the nerds, they actually hate all the new versions of gaming. They're like, these aren't actual real good games. They're just hammered into focusing on making it look real that you lose the value of a good game. Very quickly, before we call everyone that likes the Nintendo Switch a geek, we have to remember that we did give away a Nintendo Switch. By the way, whatever happened to that? Did, did you ever hear anything back? Yeah, we sent it out. Did you? Did they say thanks? Uh, yeah. There was a guy called Mark, and he was very oh, happy. Hold, hold on, hold on a minute. Was, I, should, I should say, for legal big, reasons, was it was lad? genuinely a guy called Mark who was not me. Was he a big lad? Was he a big lad? Was he here, here in the UK? Wasn't it? We, we ain't spending that. We ain't spending. We ain't. We ain't sending that. He's a kind you know, of like customs during COVID. I don't mean it do, like in a bad way, but he's kind of a geeky, nerdy kind of world gaming. I, I accept that I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to gaming. I love it. I love all of the Switches and the Nintendo worlds. I love it. I get really geeky about it. I'm like, this is my kind of moment. You know, I love it. I remember the days when you would cross-play with someone on, like, Game Boy, and you'd have to have a physical wire plugging your two Game Boys together. Yeah. Whereas now I can go on Call of Duty and suddenly I'm playing this random bloke from France who's swearing at me in French and I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I do that on what similar thing on Chat Roulette. Um, what What's really interesting is is the way that gaming is now, it's becoming like free. Like if you look at Call of Duty, probably the most popular game now is is, you know, free to download and they're using like DLC and stuff to make money. Yeah, so just to kind of, content. on my side, the thing to finish it, which I thought was a nice way to end it, was I was reading about video games, I was reading a forum, and an expert come out and said that they think that in like 10 years' time, you'll find that how, how gaming looks in the 90s, it will be more there than it is with modern-day gaming. It will, consoles will look retro, the games will be retro. That's kind of a path that it's going in as well as the VR and, and the high graphic worlds as well. Well, there you are. We can look forward to that. Yeah, by the way, keep sending in... You, you, this is a bit random off the back of that. Your most expensive thing you've ever bought in a restaurant. I'm just interested. And and we will see you Tuesday for night for a certain amount of more facts. Normally nine, but, you know, it depends if we can be bothered. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Connor. Uh, you're welcome again. You're welcome. Goodbye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.